Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. My name is Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my partner, Adam Sunhalter. And we are business coaches, and we're here every Wednesday at 7 p.m. for one hour to talk about small business stuff. You know, the business coaching that we do uh, involves dealing with a lot of small business clients cutting across many, many industries. And we meet with them, you know, for several hours sometimes, whatever it might be, on a regular basis. And we talk about their problems. And from those problems, we make up our radio show. And our radio show tonight is going to deal with two subjects that we talked about yesterday to about five or six of our clients and the day before, same thing. These two, these two subjects kept coming up for the most part. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight, different versions of them. And one is communication. The other one is a family business, family business issues. And in this case, we'll focus more on getting the company for sale or transitioning in it to transitioning, transitioning it to <laughs> another that's... generation. And that's that's what a lot a lot of this stuff's all about. So. I'm going to quit talking here because I can't get all the words right, and I'm going to turn it over to my partner, my esteemed partner of 15 years. We've been dealing with with, uh, business coaching and small business clients. Adam Sunhalder, pick it up, buddy. (laughs) Hey, Jack, I thought you were going to say we're dealing with each other. We're we're communicating. 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 The word of the one of the first words of the night. When you say transitioning, I know what you meant. That's what you're trying to say. And so, (laughs) it's what's one of the fun parts about communicating. We'll get into this in a second. Is to be able to make up words. And if somebody's been together with for a while, like we saw that er earlier today, we saw that word bagel bagelry, right? Is that, is that a word? I don't know if that's a word or not, but they had Bagelry. it. Bagelry. Right. So I've never seen that before. Maybe it's a word, maybe it's not, but I, I know what they mean by that. So whether it's a word or not is really unimportant. The fact is that they're communicating to me what they do in there, right? You know, I had in college, I had an English, an English professor who uh, basically did not like the fancy pants people who looked down their nose at people who used incorrect grammar or incorrect words. He said the whole purpose of English and the language, any any language, but since he's teaching English, English was the language, he says is to communicate. And we're going to extend that a little further, that communicate has lots of different things to it other than just talking. But using words, trying to get your point across, very, very difficult. It is. And people get a little too defensive and a little too... Uh, full of themselves or too sensitive basically to keep trying you got to keep coming at somebody and use a lot of words even if they're wrong ones until they get what you're trying to say that's right so before we get too deep into this let me communicate something to our audience here jack so again as jack said welcome to dirty secrets of small business Uh, every week we're here live in the studio from seven to eight we got kurt in the board tonight and you can get a hold of us if you call in here at four four zero Nine four six nine four six eight. Hello, Kurt. Again, four four zero nine four six nine four six eight. You're always welcome, and we'd love to have you as part of the show. If you don't feel like talking to us that way, or you're a little more shy and want to do it uh, different ways, you can tweet at us. Uh, we have our company Twitter page, which is uh, or, or Twitter handle, excuse me, is at Maximum VP. If you want to get Jack Mancini, you can get him at, at Jack M MVP, and for me, it's at Adam Sonhalter. Uh, you can also try to get us via email, radio at MaximumVP.com, or head over to our site, uh, 
MaximumVP.com forward slash how. H-O-W, that's what we do is we help owners of those small companies get unstuck from the state of how, and that was the genesis and the birth of the show almost two years ago, was to help share, as Jack said, a lot of the stories that we have. And they're not always problems. Often, often there are tremendous opportunities that are there. It's a matter of how you, you, you tend to look at it. That's right, opportunities and celebrations, and that's right. You are right. So communication, communication, communication. Um, it's an ongoing challenge in business because when you're in business, you have to deal with people. And um, as much as some people might like dealing with people or some people don't like dealing with people, the communication is a big, big deal. So um, I have the blessing of having parents who have been married for going on 40, how long has it been? 48 years, going on 49 years this year. You've been married for how long, Jack? Seven, 47. 47 years. All right. So those of you who have been around folks who have been married that long, you can be in the room with those folks. And really, without a word even being said, with a few looks couple or of, winks or a couple of grimaces couple of or grunts. Yeah. And, that's and they it. have now had a what normally might be a 20 minute conversation of things that have been communicated in about 10 seconds. Okay. Now, <laughs> unfortunately, most companies aren't, aren't around for that long. They've been, maybe they've been together for a couple of years or 10 years or 20 years. And so the communication typically is not that effective or that efficient when it comes to a small business. That's very efficient. You know, yes. It, well, go on. <laughs> oh, so so we, we, hear it, we hear it a lot, Jack. We hear the, the, that, that term of, hey, there's some miscommunication that, that happened. Or, um, you know, I think probably one of the, the, the top frustrations we'll hear from the owner has to do with having to repeat themselves. Hey, I told that guy a hundred times how to do this. Doesn't he get it yet? And our calm response usually is, well, tell him for 101st time because it's not quite sinking in it's yet. It's not coming in. That's right. So it's, it's always a two-way street, isn't it? Absolutely. The person listening, there's effort. There's effort in good communication. It might not be real conscious effort. might not be difficult effort, but it's effort. You have to listen. That's part of communication. And those words and those phrases that are coming at you, you have to interpret them a little bit to basically look for that answer sometimes. It just doesn't magically come to either of us. Well, listening, let's use that word. Let's use that word, listening, because listen can maybe cause a problem. Um, I was mentioning before as we're prepping for the show, there, there's three parts of communicating. You have the visual part. The listening part, the auditory, right? And you have the kind of the feel, that kind of emotion or tonality of it. And so if you say, listen, most people don't learn or communicate, you know, primarily through the, that, that, that listening piece. Here we are on radio, Jack, right? But the pace w- with which we talk and the, the emotion in our voices often communicates much more than those words that we use, okay? We have the, the ability to have a little bit of visual here. We have you know the, the live video streaming. People can see some stuff visually. Although it's not terribly exciting sometimes to watch us in the in the studio because we aren't, we aren't hey, jumping around and moving. It's pretty exciting. I see us sitting here with Make earphones sure you the, on. And wave at the camera. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do a low wave. You can't see my face there. I'm standing up. But you can take That's a wave right. at the you camera. You folks out there can uh, tune in to WINT and, and uh, pick us up here and live streaming. That's right. WINTradio.com. We'll take a look there. You can see us on there and through Ustream. Um, so you have some videos. So we try to get all, all those components. It's very important <laughs> when you're communicating, though. That's right. So in even today's day and age with technology, people use things like GoToMeeting or Skype or, or FaceTime. You're able to, to encapsulate all parts of those communication pieces, right? So the active, the people use that term active listening, right? That sounds almost like we're doing uh, 
calisthenics or what, what, what our personal trainers like to call active rest. I love that one, active rest. That's good. What is that? That is. What does that mean? <laughs> I like to I like to just rest personally, but I guess if you have to do some active rest, so the active listening. Your point, Jack. It's not. I'm going to sit back and just kind of take it all in. I gotta I gotta work at it a little bit. Right. That's right. I have ten points here for effective list or effective communication. Uh oh. I'm gonna. I'll ease them out. I won't go through all at once. But the very is it, first is this, one. Is it a top ten list, like they're ranked in order? That's from one it. To ten? That's right. what they've done. So you're going right to the top. I'm, number one. Okay. Number, number one, one is listening. Being a good listener is the best way to be a good communicator. No one likes communicating with someone who only cares about putting in her two cents and does not take the time to listen to the other person. If you're not a good listener, it's going to be very hard to comprehend what you're being asked to do. Hmm. Okay. So, All right. so listening. You have, these, you, have, you have these words like good. We had a discussion earlier today. The guy used the term best. And, you know, these are all very judgmental words. So good listening. There's more to this, but I'm not going to get well, into that's that. That's okay. So what's a good listener look like? He's about, uh, if it's a male, maybe about six, six foot tall. Six uh, four. Yeah, good, well-groomed, <laughs> modernly dressed, athletic. Boy, that's not us, is it, Adam? <laughs> He's not in this place. That's no, I it. don't know. I, you know, so I'm looking through the glass partition, and I see a pretty cool guy back there. So, all right. So, <laughs> there's always a danger with with talking people to death. Yeah, it's one of my favorite favorite lines from the movie. It's a Wonderful Life, right? Hey, quit talking her to death and kiss her already, right? You know, you know the old guy when. Uh, they, Hey, just I didn't see that it. this Christmas uh, season here. Well, you know, I have the 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 the, the, the DVD Netflix. and the tape if you want to kind of watch. That's on Netflix oh. too. You can watch it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I anyway, get modern. He says, "Quit talking her to death, right? Do something. You know, keep on talking, 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 and people eventually turn into Charlie Brown's. You know, the, the adults, right? People, you know, it's a wah, 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 they, they stop hearing you, right? That's right. So, we got to be careful of getting on the filibuster." Filibuster. That's a political word. You're going to get us political tonight, Adam. No, no. I'm just going to uh, use that. Use that term filibuster. I don't know if that's a political word. It's used in the political uh, arena. We'll keep, the, on, we'll, we'll keep on the theme for, uh, you know, is that Mr. Smith goes to Washington? Yeah. Right? That's when he, he did a filibuster there as well. So we'll keep on, keep on the Jimmy Stewart theme here for the beginning of the, the, beginning of the show, Jack. <laughs> but the, the filibuster <laughs> is where you come in and you're, and you're literally just talking, 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 and, and, and everybody's... People can't listen for that long. That's right. It, it's it, it's difficult to follow somebody. So, is that it, true for even good music? Yes, anything. Sure. You, you, I, can't, I, I, you can't sit certainly for hours. That's for sure. For hour, hour, for an hour. <laughs> well, tra- picture picture driving somewhere and you have music on and you you know even if it's a, your favorite band, some favorite songs, you're listening to an album. Uh, for those of you under uh, under thirty five years old, albums are um, we've got a, a collection of songs from the same artists that were released at the same time that have anywhere from 8 to maybe 12 or 13 songs. And you used to have to listen to them in order when they were on 8-track you know, cas- or, or cassette tapes or the records you could skip around a little bit and CDs you could skip. But yet you sat and listened to the whole thing. Where is that word used anymore, album? It's, it's still used. It's come Picture back a album? Yeah, it is. One of those <laughs> words. Photo, okay, photo albums. Photo yeah, album. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So... In any case, if you're listening to you know to to, to an album of, of your favorite uh, artists, your mind still kind of wanders. It's hard to just be there and be present for even if it's a, even if it's ten minutes or, or half an hour straight. It's it's hard. 
See, we've been yapping right now for 10 minutes, 12 minutes, and we still haven't framed what we're going to talk about with our coaching our <laughs> coaching episode today. We're, we're, try, uh, well, we're trying to get some background to it in terms of how, how difficult it can be. We're going is. back and forth. We're, we're talking to each other right now. People are listening to us, but they're, you know, they're, they're thinking along with us. So, so to, to be an active listener... So you got to be you got to be conscious to be, make sure. Okay, so so what did I just say, Jack? Jeez, be an active listener. No, no, to be an active listener. I heard every word you said. To be an active listener, what do I have to do? I got to shut up, right? That's the first thing. Well, yeah, so again, so, uh, simply stop and say, "Tell me what you what you just heard," and and something that uh, I'm very conscious of, especially with my 14 year old, right? Because I can, you know, we can talk him to death too, and you know, the, the, his his brain isn't isn't developed the way ours is, or, you know, he's got other 10 other things on mind, you know, in his mind. So tell me what you heard. And so if they can feed back the essence of what you're saying, that means they've heard you now. That's okay. So we know we're, we're communicating. You kind they of come, get it. They come back in, in a way that you can understand the points you were just trying to make, not necessarily in your own words. That's, that's, we got some, that's what it's all about. we got some better ways that we'll come back with some more ideas about ways to be a much better listener. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And I'm going to come back with the 10... Ten things that make a good listener, and I'm going to give you number two. All right. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. Hello, Adam, and I'm Jack Mancini. We are Maximum Value Partners, a business coaching company that we own, and we've been doing this business coaching for well over 15 years. Well, not well over, but around 15 years, give or take. No, not take, give. No, not give. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, we meet lots of clients, small business owners, and that, that uh, is defined by us as 25 employees down to one, even though we go out of that, that reservation a little bit, then we have some bigger clients. But for the most part, that's our sweet spot, covering every industry, and we hear a whole lot of things and resolve our, a lot of problems for them. Uh, we have hundreds of clients, successful, a few not, but boy, very, very few, one hand few out of all these years. And... We help them get unstuck from a state of how. They don't know how to do things, many, many things that require success in a business. And that's what we teach them. We've done it ourselves, both with big corporations and small companies, owning those small companies, fixing them up, buying them, selling them, consulting with them, coaching them. That's what we do. And tonight we're talking about two subjects that came up in the last two days of coaching that we're going to kind of talk about and have been talking about in the first segment. First one is communication. And the second one, if we get to it, is a family business, primarily the sale of a family business or a transition of that business to another generation. So those are the two subjects we're talking about tonight. And we were messing around with communication and we're still messing around with communication and probably we'll be on communication all night. So the second, the second item. Hold on, I got a, I got a visual on everybody kind of be thinking about because this is this is a key thing. We're talking about you know trying to how do you stop all this miscommunication going on in your business, right? So uh, you know you know the film Jerry Maguire, right? 
correct though. 1996, I believe it was, and Cuba Gooding Jr. and Tom Cruise. And there's the the scene where Cuba Gooding's characters, you know, talking to the, to his agent Tom Cruise, and he's just coming out of the shower, and they're talking this and that, and they start arguing. He's kicking the wall, and he says, "Hey, you think we're fighting? I think we're finally communicating, right? That's, that's a whole right, different no. way of communicating, right? Going back and forth on stuff. There's so, so many ways. That's right. That's right. And we were taught the first item. What? What? I, I looked on the internet here, so it's got to be right, right? That's right. And they wouldn't there, put it up there if it wasn't right. There were ten skills that, if you master, you're considered a good communicator. And number one was listening, Jack. Be a good listener. I was listening. And how true that was. And you are right, Adam. You so number are right. two. Here we go. Number Top. two is nonverbal. You know, your body language, things such as eye contact, hand gestures, tone. You know, all, tone. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Mm. Wait, oh, yeah, okay. tonality. Yeah, it sounds like, that. yeah, yeah. Kinesthetic. That's right. there all you go. color, all color. The message you are trying to convey. <laughs> the heck does that mean? A relaxed, <laughs> open stance. Arms open, legs relaxed. And a friendly tone will make you appear approachable. It will encourage others to speak openly with you. But what if you're chastising them? No, I don't want to be my own devil's advocate on this thing I'm reading here. <laughs> but the eye contact, also very important. You want to look at the person in the eye directly and demonstrate that you are focused on the person. Okay, here's a, so here's a great example, something that uh, I work on trying to teach kids when I'm dealing with kids in, in different situations. And I, I learned it from a, from a fellow Rotarian of mine who helped teach my son this. How to do a proper handshake. That's a good example. All right. So That's something that, right. that you often don't think about teaching your kids. Usually you're hugging your kids or smacking your kids, but you aren't <laughs> kind of teaching them how to shake hands, right? So the idea of a couple things, and this t ties right into your, to your points here, Jack. One is the eye contact. Very important. This goes back to Mr. Miyagi from Karate Kid, right? Always look eye, Daniel son, right? He always talks that <laughs> way. Hey, that was pretty good. So You sounded like him. So, so <laughs> eye contact is very important. And then the actual shaking of the hand. So you have different ways to shake, and so the, 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 the nonverbal cue of how, how hard do you squeeze the hand? You give that kind of dead fish, do you kind of leave it out there, do you, do you turn it over, do you have a nice firm handshake, get your hand in there? There's lots of ways, and all that can be communicated. Again, you haven't said a word other than say hello, and then here you go to shake the hand. What happens? If you're looking down, you got kind of that dead fish, soft kind of handshake. If Whatever it might be, it's going to communicate a ton in an instant. That's right. In an instant. It's amazing, isn't it, how... How that will will truly convey your your impression of this person, your definition. You know, we were talking we we're talking nonverbal. Uh, it's not only your nonverbal signals that you give off, but the people who you are talking to look at their nonverbal signals. So if if uh, they're not looking you in the eye, or they seem uncomfortable, or if they have don't know what to do with their hands, or they're crossing their hands and closing themselves. You know, those kinds of things really can can tip you off in terms of, hey, what's going on here? Is it me or is it them? And you can try different different adjustments in your nonverbal. So we got good listening and watch out for those nonverbal expressions because they're important. Yeah, People yeah. will misconstrue those. You they aren't going to listen to you the way you'd like them to. You mentioned we say the relaxed arms, open stance, right? So you picture you have somebody you're sitting with them, and here they are crossing their arms. And they're staring at you, no smile, right. no facial expression. They're just looking at them. What do you do? It's, it's, yeah, it's totally closed off. They say, hey, I'm, I'm not letting you in. I, you, know, you can say whatever you want. It's like, hey, whatever you say is going to bounce off me and, <laughs> and stick to you. Right? That's right. I'm you, know what I do? you know what I'd do, though, Adam? I'd get up and walk over and slap him in the back of the head. <laughs> 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 and say, hey, 
I'm talking to you, bud. <laughs> That's a good way to communicate. It works pretty well with four year olds. They don't, they, you know, they, they understand that pretty well. You know, they, they could talk them to death. They want to hear a thing, but you smack, <laughs> smack them once, you get their attention real quick, right? That's right. <laughs> So that's that's number two. But okay, so we we still haven't framed our our communication problem that came from our coaching experience today, did we? Or did we? And I missed it. Well, I wasn't uh, listening. We're, we're, I was talking we're, too we're, much. We're, we're, we're giving we're giving a framework. I mean, one of the things that, that, that I want to talk about. So we're we're, we're giving some of these visual cues. Let's keep things simple. So you know, besides just talking. We are huge, huge fans of whiteboards mm, and flip yes. charts, and if if. You know, if you don't have those, how about a piece of paper? You know, I've had a discussion with with a client of ours over the last week now, talking about compensation with an employee, and it changes every time they talk. I said, "You got to be kidding me! How are we miscommunicating?" You know, so I'm a pretty, you know, relatively smart guy here. I think I got things kind of figured out. What's going on? I said, "Okay, hey, why don't you guys sit down with a whiteboard, sit down with a piece of paper." Have this person write out what he's trying to tell you in black and white. Or draw pictures. Something. Yeah, yes. something to make sure, okay. Because, you know, all of a sudden we're doing all different sorts of numbers, and you got numbers going in your head, he's got numbers going in his head, she's got numbers going, okay, let's get it out. Let's put it up there on the board. Let's look at it or down on a piece of paper. Let's talk about it, make sure that we're doing things the same way. So simple use of visual cues like that. We are huge fans of getting people up out of their chair, Go up to that whiteboard, go up to that flip chart, and put stuff up there. That's right. That's right. It, it, it energizes the person. It energizes the audience. People like to, to look at people, if only briefly. It, it, it changes the attitude. It, it makes things a little more interesting versus somebody going on and on and on, and it's the same person, and you know people are dozing off. And, you know, it's, there, there has to be an energy to have good communication. And I'm getting ready to give the third one here, too, Adam. Should All right, I... so we got good listeners, number one. Boy, you're going to go. I better, I better write these what's num- down. What's number two? By the time two? we got to seven or eight, we won't That's know right. anymore. So, 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 so be a good listener is number one. That's right. What's number two? Body language. <laughs> body language. Non, okay. Nonverbal. Nonverbal. All right. Well, body language is nonverbal, no? Nonverbal. What am I, what am I saying, Jack? Uh, you're standing there with your crossed arms here. You're you're mad. You're but pissed I, off. But I, I can but tell. I'm, but I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm laughing at you. I'm trying to pretend like I'm mad, but I'm laughing at you. So I don't know what I'm. I'm giving you a confusing message, right? I got the cross arms. Right. I'm laughing, I don't know right? what you're doing here. That's right. <laughs> I'm what trying is, to contain is, myself. I got to go over and slap <laughs> you on the back of the head. <laughs> okay. Right. Looking for number three, clarity. Clarity. All right. Say what you want clearly and directly, whether you're speaking to someone in person, on the phone, via email, via email. I don't know if I agree with that. If you ramble on, and boy, this client we're talking about, is uh, he was a, he's a rambler honor. Your listener will either tune you out or will be unsure of exactly what you want. Think about what you want to say before you say it. All right? This will help you avoid talking excessively, although some people, Adam, can't help but talk excessively, can they? Depends on the style, Jack. Um, we use a behavior assessment called DISC, D-I-S-C, as you know, and those outgoing D's and I's, they like to think out loud and talk things through, brainstorming. So that's, you know, again, they're, that's how they're going to communicate. They want to, it's kind of, as opposed to keeping it internally, 
So this number three is what again? What's uh, keep it simple? Clarity. Clarity. Keep it brief. Keep it brief. Don't don't ramble on. That's that's one of the keys here. I'm going to stick in number four here too. All right. Yeah, we got a minute and a half for break, so go ahead. Oh, good. That's good then. Friendliness. Okay, your tone through a friendly tone. But what if I'm mad at somebody? I want to give them a friendly tone. I want to. I want to take care of them. Well, so be, be <laughs> a personal question or simply a smile. You will encourage your coworkers to engage in open and honest community. And I I agree with that. It's important to be nice and polite to all your workplace communications. This is uh, important with written or face-to-face. And I, I agree. I think we agree. That's, you know, you know, even if you're admonishing somebody, you can do it in not so much a friendly, hey, you're my best friend kind of thing, but in a demeanor that, that is calm. It's all business-like, perhaps. Uh, and, and a smile in the appropriate place might be okay. But you want to get your point across, and that's a key element to have somebody listen to you. So if you're ranting and screaming and raving and uh, just a general lunatic, they don't want to be. <laughs> they don't want to be taking it well, in. In today's world, that's, that's using some good emojis, right? So okay, so we got some more. We're we're almost halfway through our top ten list of how to be a good communicator here. We'll get through the last six hopefully here in the, in the second half of our show. But stay tuned for more of how do I get rid of all this miscommunication in my business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. Hello, Adam. I'm Jack Mancini. We're business coaches, and we're uh, trying to communicate tonight. All right. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. All right, welcome back. We got a little disco effect going we on here. We are back on with disco. Dirty gonna, secrets. I'm going to get up there and stand with you and do a little rocking. Thirty secrets of small business. Got the disco <laughs> ball rocking here in the in the studio. A little light going up and down. <laughs> the floor starting to light up. It's gotten going good. Back in the day of albums. That's, That's how it all right. works. This so. place is really bright and really <laughs> rocking tonight. <laughs> welcome back here to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. Hello, Adam. I'm Jack Mancini, and we are business coaches, and we. We work with a little company that uh, we own called Maximum Value Partners. Yes, we and do. And Maximum Value Partners is a business coaching company which deals with small business owners. Not just small in height, but small in number of employees that they have, from 25 all the way down to one, any industry. We've seen many, many industries in our coaching process can can deal with all of them and have, and we have success tracks all over the place, and we have fun doing this stuff. All right, and the how part we're dealing with tonight is communication and how to avoid miscommunication, how to be a good communicator. As we went to break, Jack was hitting number four on his top ten list of how to be a good communicator, which was a friendly tone. And I, I didn't get a chance to make this point. I want to make sure I, I make it here as Absolutely. coming into it, Jack. Go on. People are not aware of the tonality of the written word especially when it comes to emails and texts in today's very good today's point society. that's an excellent point adam so as you mentioned jack you know it, it, people can just kind of blurt things out there there's ways to soften it and and ease it up to where it comes out and again if you wouldn't say what you're writing to somebody's face probably means it's a little too harsh and there's such safety and comfort behind a screen these days I can type th- something away or tap on the screen, you know, in terms of my smartphone and just kind of hit send. Versus, hey, if I had to say it to somebody, would I say it to them exactly that way or would I say it a little bit differently? Be a little gentler to prepare them if it's, if it's going to be a tough message. Again, just to kind of 
soften it a touch. So instead of being 10 words, I make it 12 words or 15 words again, just to kind of add a little humanity to it, right? Yeah, it's, you know, that's that's a good point. One of the problems with emails is the tonality and the lack of body language. Body language is huge. And, you know, the tonality is huge. So so many of these little characteristics are, are very important in good communication. So you, you read an email, and even though it's carefully crafted, and maybe you write it and walk away for an hour and come back to it again, it still has a high probability, especially if it's got negative connotations, of being grossly misunderstood. Very, very difficult. Yeah, and from last I checked, Jack, I mean, you'll, you'll think differently. But I don't find email to be a good conversation tool. You kidding me? It's a, it's you don't a, know it's, what it's I think. A good, it's, a good, it's, a good, <laughs> it's a good tool to, to maybe forward along some information or to kind of you know, state kind of what, you know, I, I want to kind of give you something, almost like giving you a letter kind of thing. Here's my thoughts on something, right? But for us to have a, a dialogue or a conversation, email is probably the worst way to have it. Well, it's intrusive. If, and if you let it be intrusive, it's intrusive. You know, it, it can take your day up and, and uh, just break your momentum, break your energy. It just, it's, it's, it's going to find its way, I think it is finding its way into a less desirable way of communicating. It, I mean, it's still big. I'm not minimizing that, but it's not as effective, I don't think, as face-to-face. That's well, certainly my preference. Yeah, it's probably going the way of the fax machine, Jack. It'll be gone, it'll be gone in the next 10 to 15 years, and other things will take its place. Because there are lots of other ways. If I want to share a file with you, I don't need to email it to you. We still do that a lot in business because we're, we're used to doing it that, right? right? There's enough tools kind of coming out there. Folks who've never had to worry about email before aren't going to do it. But we'll see. But, again, tonality, I, I want to touch on that before you hit point number five, Jack. But, you know, the, the tonality is not just as we're here talking to you. It's the written word as well. And be very conscious of that now, when you're going back and forth, especially if all of a sudden it's a back and forth, the third or fourth time in an email. Chances are the tonality is going to get a little bit irritated, Short, you know, can, can get people a little bit upset, you know. So it's it's important to be to be very very aware of that. So we've gone through the top four. Quick review. Listen. Number one, listen. Number two, nonverbal cues. That's right, body language. Number three, be brief, and there aren't the briefs you're wearing, right? Yes, okay, sir. So clarity, brief, don't ramble on. That's right. Watch jockey shorts. There we go. And the number four is the. Friendly tone. Friendliness. That's All right. right. So Be friendly. Let's get it. We're going to the halfway point here. We no, got we're rolling. Five. We're standing up in front or we're sitting down that's, in a very comfortable chair. Not a little <laughs> one, a big one. All right. And we're, we're conducting our communication skills here. We're honing them down. So those are the four of ten. The fifth one is confidence. How about that one, Adam? Don't you like to listen to somebody? Isn't it easier to listen to somebody who's who's confident and expressive and is aware of you and is listening and his body language or her body language is good versus somebody who's mumbling, can't understand what they're saying. They don't make eye contact. They don't, they're, they're weak up there. Weak! And we don't want those. So yeah, those aren't have, fun people. If you have something <laughs> to say, you're confident, you tell me, that tells me you have something to say. You have something to say and I, sh- I should pay attention. And now I'll judge based on what you're actually saying, whether it's relevant to me or interesting or not, but yeah, that comes back to those nonverbal cues. The confidence piece in terms of how you present yourself, the tonality, and you're getting excited about it. Hey, you, you should know about this, Jack. Okay, we got, we got to know how to, how to be a good communicator, especially if you're leading a company. There's a lot of things that you could probably do better 
and you got to work at it. It doesn't all come natural for you. And confidence allows you to say what you're thinking, not be afraid of what you're thinking. You know, you can, well, you can think a lot of things that you don't say, but you're aware of it and you're going to make your point one way or another because you feel it's important versus not doing it, talking soft. Nobody can hear what you're saying. <laughs> we don't like that. We like confidence. Okay, so picture, what's the guy's name, Milton? Milton. An office space. Oh, yeah, the red oh, stapler oh, guy. Oh, my stapler, oh, my stapler. And everybody's, everybody's ignoring him. Why? He's not he very no confident, right? That's right. You, you, you respond. People respond to confidence. They respond usually in a favorable way. They'll sit up, they'll get energized because confidence is, is uh, you know, just throwing out energy that people can pick up. And you got to keep going with it. And it's fun. Once, once there's a confident speaker who's, who's a good listener and is doing all the things that considered, uh, are considered a skill, skill base for a good communicator. All right. That's number, that's number five. We're halfway home, Jack. All halfway, right. Halfway. Halfway. What do we got for number six? Number six. So wait a minute. We still haven't framed our, our client. What do we, what do we, what got us on this kick? Actually, we had two clients. That's why communication was picked up. I gave, I, I gave the one quick one in terms of the, 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 the negotiating or talking about compensation, how it got confusing, talking back and forth. I think what happened was there, were, there was a lot of just talking and not much visual aids in terms of being able to kind of communicate effectively and, and being good listeners kind of come back and forth. Hey, I heard you say this, Jack. I, you know, is that what you said? Okay, versus uh, again, just kind of talking past each other. So there's a lot of miscommunication there. Our other client you you hinted at, the, 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 again, that number one is a, is number one for a reason. Not being necessarily a good listener. You, you say stuff and just kind of move on to something else, doesn't quite hear it is a big part of it. You know, a big part of uh, communication that, that to me seems to be a validator is after, you know, you've been talking back and forth, uh, it might be a group of three or four or five, maybe more, uh, somebody, the leader, the main communicator here, should summarize what the heck we just agreed to do. Or, to your point, you, you touched on it earlier, you know, to clarify what we're, what we're talking about, you know? What, what are we trying to say here? And it might take multiple times to do that, especially if it takes multiple times from multiple people. There's got to be confusion in people's minds. And I think a good communicator is going to know and sense that. And after 15, 20 minutes of trying to beat up a subject and understand it and communicate your point, you summarize it. So what do we just agree to here? And that's a, a good, another good characteristic that I don't think is in this top 10, but it has a place. It oh. may, because well, I don't. I don't know all the all the okay, other yeah, five. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at these uh, these these first five you've gone through to try to see where where, where the violations were. So the, the not being a good listener for this one client was a problem. The rambling on part of it, you know, it just uh, it, it's it's draining, and it, it, it kind of goes and goes and goes and uh, and doesn't really go anywhere. So, so being very succinct and to the point is not always something that's very very natural for him, and things get confused because of that and 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 people don't want to you know they don't want to engage they don't want to engage the nonverbal cues um you know he'll get up in his chair and wiggle around a little bit and stand and cross his legs and they just i'm not sure he's even aware of it so the, the confidence doesn't come through from that standpoint and the tonality from the emails tremendously tremendously negative oh yes yes definitely 
Well, number six is empathy. Now, even if you disagree with an employee or, you know, a coworker or whoever it is, it's important to understand and respect their point of view. You know, and I, I would agree with that. Where are they coming from? So, you know, that's what you try to pick up from verbal cues as you're listening and watching. And, and uh, you know, you're trying to understand your audience. And this isn't just one person, but the person who's, you know, coming back at you. Basically, you have to empathize with them. They, they have conditions in their life and situations in their life that you don't have, but maybe you've been there. You probably have been there. So for you to keep pushing with tremendous passion your point of view at the total expense of listening and trying to understand them does not really work for effective communication. It just doesn't. So you got to back off a little bit. And to me, listening, I, you know, if we were to wait these, listening is just so important out of all the things we've talked about so far. And you'll pick up those cues. You'll pick up the differences. And you, you can see it. You can see it in body language that are starting to boil over. And, you know, slow it down. Back off a little bit. You can still make your point. But come in a different direction. And that, that to me, is what helps for effectiveness. Well, the, the, the empathy thing, Jack, is making me think of uh, a discussion earlier today with a client, and he mentioned the, the, the creep factor. Yeah, with, that was pretty good. I with, thought that yeah, was good. he's saying, hey, you know, the, basically women will have a, well, I guess I'll call it a creepometer, where they get creeped out by certain guys. They say, that guy's kind of creepy, right? And something that us as men may not necessarily be sensitive to, but he's very, he's very empathetic to that, and, and he's aware. So, you know, I... I see it, and, and, and I'm, I'm more conscious of it now than I ever was before, especially being around females. That's right. So right. Empathy number seven, or number six. What's number lucky number seven, Jack? Number seven is open-mindedness. And that kind of fits in a little bit with empathy. So, you know, if, if, if I'm trying to communicate a point of view, which I am, if I'm talking to a group or, or a person, um, they may have a, a totally different viewpoint on life, on politics, on whatever the subject is, or interject certain things that maybe I have a strong opinion on. I can't close off, although I have in my day, and I'm sure I'll do it again, I'll close off conversations with them because I'm not empathizing or I don't care to empathize. Or the way they're communicating to me isn't, uh, uh, let's say, appropriate because they're not doing these things back to me. So that's almost a combative situation. Well, I get into those from time to time. But to be open-minded and hear their point of view, I like to start out that way as long as they are. And I, well, that's number eight coming up. All right, so this is one of my favorite qualities. We'll take it. We have a break coming up here in a second, Jack. But I, I think when I hear open-mindedness, the first thing that comes to mind for me is be curious. That's one of the, the, the keys to success of any successful whether it be business owner or anybody else you meet who's successful, they're curious people. So, all right, we got one more segment after this coming back. We're talking more about ways to become a, a better and be a very, very good communicator. We've been through our top seven. We've got three more to go, so stay tuned here are the final three. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And these final three, boy, you don't want to miss them. I'm telling you, they are exciting. They are, <laughs> <laughs> they are exciting. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com.
now we're working our way back into Motown. Motown I like it, Kurt. Is never good. wrong. Never wrong. All right. So thanks for sticking with us here on our last segment in terms of how to help to make you communicate better, be a very good communicator. We've been through the top seven. Jack, we got three more to go here. Why don't we hit number eight? Winding up. Number eight on how to be an effective communicator. Communication is the topic. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to Atta me. Atta boy, you pick it up. Respect. Respect is number eight. Aretha does a little better job. That's okay. She Keeps does. That theme. did. Isn't she still around or did she die? She's still around. Sure. Someone died. Well, someone dies every day, I guess, right? Not her, though. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Respect. You're going to be more effective if you basically are, are show respect for, for people's ideas, who you're talking with, and... And uh, obviously pulling all the uh, previous seven suggested uh, characteristics for a good communicator. Pull those into, into your mindset. You know, people like to, to uh, basically feel. I mean, they, they want to feel appreciated. And doing the things that we've been talking about will help that along. So you got to respect your listeners and convey that to however you have to do it, with eye contact, with with, uh, you know, being empathetic, being, try to be aware of your body language, and, and that's going to denote success. I mean, not success, but, well, success, too, in communicating. That's the big thing. All right, so we got number eight down. We're almost there, Jack. Two more to go. What's number nine? Feedback. Hey, what does that mean? i got to read some of these. Here. Is that like you get in the amps or the microphones if and you're speaking ee- too loud? That's pretty good. That was pretty good. (laughs) Okay. Look for ways, managers and supervisors should look for ways to provide employees with constructive feedback, be it through email, phone calls, weekly status updates. But we do those things, except for the emails. Uh, You know, give feedback in terms of praise as well as something as simple as as, uh, saying something like a good job or thanks for taking care of that. You know, people, again, want to feel appreciated. That's a big deal. And going back with uh, uh, feedback can be very, very important in that regard. And positive feedback. You look for opportunities. You know, we, we, we often will look for opportunities to catch somebody doing something wrong versus looking for opportunities to catch them doing something right. And understanding if uh, there are certain folks, and I'll come back to DISC again and touch on it briefly, you know, folks are more people-oriented or more sensitive to that stuff. They, they, they like to be recognized and acknowledged. So a simple thank you. Hey, Jack, thanks for hanging out for an extra couple hours last night to help us get this thing finished so we, so we, we were able to meet our deadline. If you hadn't stuck around, we, we, you know, we never w- w- would have gotten that done. Or you know, We were sitting there spinning our wheels for weeks on this thing, and you had this great idea. You didn't think it was a big deal, but it was a great idea to help kind of push us through. So if it wasn't for you, we'd still be spinning our wheels on this idea. So thanks for, you know, for, for kind of throwing your, throwing your two cents in there, really helping us out, you know. So... And, and you'll know when you when you when you say it to folks if if they're kind of driven that way, they'll open their arms up and they'll kind of wave their hands. Say, okay, tell me more. Yeah. Tell me they, how wonderful I am. How you couldn't they, do it without me, Jack. Feel you know, good about feed it. Feed me, right? Well, celebrations too. You know, you get a big order. You you get a big check from somebody who's been dragging you out. You something positive happens to somebody's uh, you know personal situation. Celebrate those things. We we get so caught up in the routines and the mundane, you know, kind of starts to set into those routines. So to break it up with a a congratulatory uh, type of of attaboy is is very appreciated, and that's 
key in communication as far as we're concerned. So we're rounding it down, Adam. We got one more to go, number 10. I, I should say, hey, what do you think this is? But uh, I don't think you could guess it. It's too tough. It's too tough to guess. Too big of a population out there. But this one, according to this author, says picking the right medium. Okay? And we know what that means. When you get these big, you, know, you, you, you look and there's a 42-page PowerPoint coming up with lots of verbiage on it where somebody's reading it going on and on and on. That is not effective communication. Brief, energized, listening. You're kind of, uh, uh, you know, getting very interpersonal with your, your audience, with the person who you're talking to. You know, you're, you're doing all the right things. You're, you're, you're trying to basically make this thing a, a very informative, exciting process. And it can be if you just pay attention to these types of, of characteristics. you got to practice them a little bit, but then they become natural. Because you get, you know, when you see your audience kind of uh, relate to you pretty well, that gives you a lot of energy and even more confidence. And the whole, the whole process just lifts and gets better. You know, Jack, I was hoping number 10 was going to be smacking in the back of the head. No, that's no. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's number so, one to ten. So a. so so picking the right medium, you know, that's that's very important. And in, in today's day and age, we have so many ways to communicate with somebody. And so be aware that hey, if if email happens to be your preferred choice of communication, recognize that chances are the majority of everybody else that won't be theirs. Okay, maybe it's one out of four people prefer that, but the other three out of four don't care, right? Certainly, you certainly don't want to be sending me emails. Maybe they prefer a text or a phone call or a message on, on Facebook or on LinkedIn or a Snapchat or an Instagram, whatever it might be. Be sensitive and be aware of how they prefer to be communicated with. So when we talk to our clients, we, you know, we talk about that. Okay, you mentioned email, Jack, right? So we tell clients today, email's okay. It's not the urgent stuff, though. So if you have something you need to talk about, if you email it to us, chances are we'll get to it within 24 hours, but it's not going to be responded to within minutes because we don't, you know, that's not how we use how we use email. Text is great for both of us. You know, we tend to tend to respond pretty quickly to that, and phone calls as well. Right. If someone gets to that point, you know, <clears throat> use you know, use those kind of things. But different folks prefer different ways. You know, I forget who it was you're trying to reach out to, and, and it wanted that Facebook was was a way to get a hold of them. If you couldn't get a hold of them for a while, and also you messaged them on Facebook, and within Minutes, they, they, you know, they, they respond back. That's their preferred way. So as a leader, you know, keep in mind we're talking to, we're talking to you as a leader, you as an owner of a company. You know, one, of the, one of the things you don't have the, the, the luxury of doing is just kind of being you and, and making sure everybody kind of comes to you and, and, and acts and communicates the way you want them to act and communicate. Part of your job as a leader of an organization is to know which buttons to push for those eight employees you've got. And knowing what's the best way to get a hold of them. And if some prefer to do it in person, sit down and talk for 20 minutes, whereas other ones just, you know, they need a quick a, a handwritten note, some need a text, or whatever it might be, find the way that, that they prefer to receive stuff and be that for them. It shows that you care and, and you're paying attention versus saying, hey, I love text and I will only text. Don't call me. Don't email me. Don't Facebook me. Don't, you know, don't hit me up on LinkedIn, you know, whatever it might be. Don't tweet at me. Here's what I want to be able to do. So you got to be aware of that. That's right. You know, know, know the preference for the people who you communicate with. I mean, wherever possible, try to understand that. Just don't uh, blow off an email because that's what you normally do or like to do. 
because the person receiving it may hate it. And I'll raise my hand on that one. All right. So try to grade yourself. Let me just let me sum up those top ten real quick, Jack. All right. Number one, being a good listener. Number two is nonverbal cues. Number three is 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 clarity, being brief, kind of don't ramble on. Number four, have a friendly tone. Number five is having confidence. You want to hit number six through ten, Jack? Sure. Empathy. That's number six. Number seven is open-mindedness. Be open-minded. You know, that's key. Well, they're all key when we get right down to it, right? Respect the ideas of your, your people who you're talking to, your audience. Try to understand them, but keep... No, you know, just don't go blindsiding with your own own ideas. Keep open-minded because the person or persons you're talking to have their own opinions and versions of your your uh, statements. Respect the ideas of others. It's very similar to open-mindedness. You know, uh, it's key. Also, they're all key. Feedback. You want to give feedback where possible to people, both good and bad. That makes you more credible. And number 10 is picking the right medium. You know, watch the emails, watch the texts if they're not appropriate. Watch a PowerPoint presentation if you're talking to somebody. Make it brief. Brief's so huge. Try to make your point with as few words as possible, but keep using, keep coming back to try to make your point until you get it. That's good communication. Let me come back to number nine for a second, Jack. You mentioned feedback, and you you talked about... um people giving people feedback but also be open to feedback when somebody yes. speaks up especially as the owner it's hard to get that feedback it's hard to have those moles it's hard for somebody to come up and say something to you especially if it can be construed as maybe being a little negative or a little critical they're trying to they're trying to help you they're trying to they're trying to help you so don't give them the nonverbal cues of of closing down and crossing crossing your arms or getting mad open your arms and give them a big hug hey thanks for telling me you know, nobody tells me this stuff so be open to and encourage the feedback to you so you can understand what's going on, how you're perceived, how you're doing as a listener. I think it's a, it's a pretty good grading scale as we go through some of those situations we've been talking about, Jack, here in the last few days. Uh, I think they graded pretty poorly on most of those 10. They, you can look at the where if they had tweaked one or two or three of those 10, things would have gone much, much smoother, much more effective in terms of making them a better communicator and having less frustration with the communication that's issues. That's absolutely so. right. That's absolutely right. All right. That's all we got time for today, Jack, in terms of our show. Another fast show. And, of course, we only got the one topic again, which happens so many times. But we want to thank you for being part and listening and joining us here in this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We invite you to tune in every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. We're here. In between, you want to get a hold of us, radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call, 877-849-0670. All right. Very good. Uh, who are you, Adam? I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. And we are a company that if you deal with us... And if you stay coachable, your company's going to be successful. Learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Yeah.